sons of thunder. Sons of thunder. Midweek freak treat. Sons of thunder. Episode one. Mikasai Sukasa. That's right. We did it. We're actually watching this show. Finally. I'm Adam and you're in. And I'm Steve, and I'm just so blessed uh, by the Lord, the God, and uh, the Holy Spirit to be here today to finally bring you our review, and I don't even know if it's a review or if it's just going to be praise after praise of this godly show. Oh, I mean, praise is correct, you know, praise the Lord, praise Harley Davidson, praise ramrod reader or whatever the hell the main guy's name is randall reader i think is his name praise him praise his beard praise the country of mexico just praise it all you know well without mexico uh and the u.s we would not have the border that is betwixt them (laughs) and i think that this show is really gonna put the border on the line it's putting the border on notice, you know? It's like, yeah. hey, border, we see you, we acknowledge you, and we've got a little something to say about what you're contributing to our society. I I really thought we were going to get a lot of praise for border warriors and shooting Mexicans <laughs> and God, obviously. Obviously God. To do such things. Of course. Uh, I, I really thought we were going to hear... Uh, put up a wall or build that wall yeah yeah i mean i was uh, i was convinced we were going to hear a theme song in this show and we didn't get that so it was just it was just 34 minutes of disappointment for me well i i didn't i thought it would be weird if there was a theme song i i feel like it was just (laughs) going to be brooding music uh like sons of anarchy because this is really a not an ode to sons of anarchy but like a godly reimagining I mean, what are the odds that uh, it will connect with Sons of Anarchy in some way? Or, like, not not connect directly, but, I mean, like, maybe they'll make a sly reference to it or something like that. Like, I've never seen Sons of Anarchy. I don't... I know it's vaguely about a motorcycle club, but, like, what's the... Do you know much about that show? I have no information uh, about that show <laughs> okay. other than... Like you, there's a bunch of, uh, you know, hog warriors. Hog enthusiasts. And, yes. <laughs> and uh, the wife from Married with Children is in it. That's true. And two of the stars of Pacific Rim are in it. So not bad. Pacific Rim 1 or 2? Oh, Pacific Rim 1, please. That was the rim I chose. Of course, yeah. When they called Ron Perlman and they said, do you want the rim job? He said, uh, one or two. They said, well, whichever one you want, buddy. I was honestly looking forward to Rim 2, and I feel like they went too hard uh, with Rim 2. <laughs> it didn't know. have the spice. It sucked. Whatever. We're not here to talk about the Pacific Rim franchise, though. We're here to talk about the Pure Flix original series, Sons of Thunder, starring now, the Adam, big dumb bunny. Yeah, the dumb bunny is in it mm-hmm. from our favorite show, uh, House on the Hill? What was that show <laughs> yeah, called? House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, it's called Hitting the Brakes. And uh, it starred David Airwhite and Big Dumb Bunny and also Big Deaf Bunny. So knowing that and knowing that this was a biker show, what were your expectations for this show? 
Oh, well, first of all, thank you so much for asking about my expectations. Uh, I think for me, what I expected was some big old hogs, which we got. We've got one. I was expecting uh, a lot of of Lord, and we got a lot of Lord. And I was expecting violence, and we got some violence. So this show kind of checked all the boxes of my expectations. I... The only disappointment for me is that in the end, the villains of the episode weren't converted to Christians. That's the only thing I wish. I I expected every episode to end with all of the characters from that episode holding hands and praying. I that's fully what I thought would happen in every single episode, and this already broke that. So I don't know what to expect going out. I think it would have been a nice choice if they uh, would kill. Uh, every single villain in uh, every single episode, uh-huh. um, which is uh, what's probably going to happen through most episodes. It's going to be single uh, narratives yeah. that kind of resolve themselves at the end that show him along his journey. But like him putting coins on their eyes and like <laughs> doing the cross. And then right. we see like the ghost of them, uh, you know, rising up to heaven sure and god greeting them and saying we forgive you oh no god greeting them and going back to hell why'd you come up here you know you're going to hell what do you do what are you doing you're a you're a mexican drug dealer you're going to hell buddy yeah but the coins man well those are for the ferrymen <laughs> I, I do like i like the idea True. of god calling people buddy i would love to go up to heaven and have god call me buddy and i'd go mm. it's condescending on earth and it's condescending up here god all right fair enough what? But Steve, well, he would be very condescending about it. That's for sure. Steve, other than the murders, what were you expecting from Sons of Thunder? I had really low expectations for this show. Yeah. And I think that helped throughout my viewing. I really thought it was just going to be terrible acting throughout and there is some uh you know church going people that filled in for some stories to be sure mm-hmm. but i thought i thought i wouldn't be invested at all uh, i thought i'd take a big old dump on every single mexican <laughs> and cowboy on the texas border okay I- i'm shooting it straight <laughs> I on mean, both sides. This guy's got a lot to say about Mexicans from the sounds of it, so... Yes, I I love Mexicans, oh, but stay on your side. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously, that's the view of Steve and not Adam. Adam thinks everyone has a right to go anywhere and borders are stupid, so that's my stance. Steve is obviously a very different guy. As Other than Haiti, I think all borders are dumb as well. Uh, I think we should be able to flow... Like water oh. uh, over uh, land borders, for sure. I think we should be able to flow like a beautiful white beard just flowing off of a man's face. No mustache, just a beard. Yeah. Which, I gotta say, is a bad look. Sorry, everyone without mustaches and having a beard. That never looks good. I don't know why people think that looks good. It looks dumb. I'm sorry. That's my own personal opinion, but I am God's chosen people, so I kind of feel like that carries a little bit of weight. There's a lot of baseball players who have gone that uh, look with the very short, trimmed. Sure. Even like they wax their cheeks to make it look all glossy and stuff, but they go no mustache. And uh, I feel like it's a very 
it's a poor look, and I, I just wouldn't want to get railed by a man with a beard like that. No, it's embarrassing. It's like, I don't know. I just, yeah, it's it's like an unfinished painting, you know? You're just like, ah, you got to complete the art by growing in that stash. You could have the biggest, most beautiful hammer in the world, <laughs> and I, I just don't think I would want to make love to you. I get it, man. I get it. Well, hey, the good news is there's probably some big hammers on this show coming up, and we'll soon find out. I... I am going to say something unironic on the show here, and that is that this might be the best show that Pure Flix has ever made. And I, I'm saying that after one episode, but what I mean is that, like, production-wise, this is a real TV show. Like, real, real. Not yeah. filmed on a crappy set, cost 40 bucks to make, th with, like, good lighting and good directing and, like original music and good editing and good editing like it's a yeah. it is a show that if you showed it to somebody they'd go oh this is a real show not like oh this is some christian yeah. garbage right so kudos to them yeah i was i was crapping on it a bit at the beginning because yeah, you were i i wanted to and i expected to crap on it but as the show went on i was like this this looks good and this is edited well and the story's building properly and uh, I'm getting kind of invested in what's happening here in a very unironic way. And it has Claudia from Kingpin. Huh? Whom, whomst is that in this movie? Uh, uh, Claudia, the big-titted uh, lady from Kingpin, the bowling movie. Bro, you talk with, about Kingpin uh, all the... Kingpin is, is your lawnmower man. A movie I've never seen and will not watch. It's so good. It's uh, so is got a lot man. of yuck em ups. So is so does Lawnmower Man. Got that guy man. from Cheers. So does Lawnmower Man. <laughs> I feel like our generation is more in tune with Kingpin than Lawnmower Man. But I feel like our generation is living through Lawnmower Man, and none of us are living through Kingpin, a movie about bowling. I've never bowling's America's sport. Yeah, but, but it's not. It's not something cool like virtual reality. All right. <laughs> Listen, we could talk about Kingpin versus whatever you're talking about. Oh, my God. Until <laughs> uh, the cows come home. Uh -huh. I've never wanted to have a popular audience with a podcast more than right now because I really want to put a poll out there or at least divide our audience uh, with Kingpin versus Lawnmower Man. Wow. I mean, Real Sophie, a real Sophie's choice right there. I gotta say, that's. Uh, I mean, I know which side I'd fall on. Obviously, the better movie, Lawnmower Man. But uh, I think that you only like Kingpin because of nostalgia, and I like Lawnmower Man because I came to it recently and loved it. So I feel like I'm more valid. There you go, in your face. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Kingpin in about five years. There so, you go. And I was a young lad back then I, i've matured a lot in these past five years so tell me about these yabos what uh who who is this woman in this show she's the love interest of the dumb bunny oh she's the one he leaves ah right because see i think what this show is gonna well obviously what this show is gonna be is like you said little self-contained stories but then there's like an overarching plot that's going to get maybe tied up at the end of the last episode but like He's definitely, he's clearly on the run from his old biker gang. Something happened with them and he left his woman behind and took a bunch of cash and drove off to, like, I guess 
deliver a lunch bag to a guy named Mike. That's kind of what it's, is implied at the start of the show. So I'm not. I'm curious to see if that lunch bag comes back at all. I hope it does because it it really seems to tie his current story with his past. And he's looking for this Michael Bryant or whatever the name is. And yeah. that's probably how every episode will start with him uh, finding a new Michael. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a new Michael Hawk is what he's looking for. I know. Hey. <laughs> I'm looking for the biggest Michael Hawk you've got here. Oh yeah. I I I was sucked in by this show. I it it was the right amount of time length too. No. I mean 36 minutes. Wrong. Was, Way too it long. It was perfect. Shave 15 no. minutes off that. I at the 22 minute mark, I started checking my phone being like, "Oh my god, we're still go- I don't want a 40 minute epic. I just let me get through this quick. Even though I enjoy it, I don't want to live in this world for too long. Just tell your story and let's move on. But not the case here. I feel like my resistance, my utter disdain for uh, this show at the beginning made me feel that way uh, for the first 15 minutes. So then when I got sucked in, I felt like it ended quickly. Although I was, you know, eating and texting, mm-hmm. and shooting the crap with my... Yeah, so. Oh, sure, of course, yeah. Um, You know what, the, this show, we mentioned it earlier, but this show doesn't have a theme song. And I, I think well, I'm going to set myself a challenge. By the end of this series, which is already done, so eight episodes, by the, by the time we get to the late eighth episode, I am going to make a theme song for this show. I'm setting out a challenge right now for myself. Uh, I can promise you that it's going to sound something like the song Like a Rock. I can already hear it in my head like that, so... Get ready for that, listeners. There's going to be a Sons of Thunder theme song at some point. And, you know, I'll pitch it to David Ayer White. Maybe he'll hire me to write some theme songs in the future. We'll see. He probably will. Are you Are you going to do it with your keyboard? Uh, Yeah, probably. I mean, that's the only instrument I have access or ability to use. So, yeah, I guess so. There's probably twangy guitar settings on there or something. I need, like, a slide guitar, though. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll figure it out. I mean, you got some connections to the local music industry. Maybe we'll figure something out. Yeah, I feel like a lot of opera mo- notes, a lot of deep tonage mm. uh, would work as well. But I I mean, I don't want to you know interrupt your brilliance. You you envision and play out what you want to see. Well, I just found myself singing like a rock a bunch while I was watching the show, so I just figured that you know the the whole show reminds me of a commercial for a beautiful Ford F one fifty. Uh, preferably a Harley-Davidson edition, but if not, then just a standard F-150 is fine. Do you know they're still making Harley-Davidson edition F-150s? That's good. Like, I a, mean, they got to sell, right? They, uh, they must. There's a 2022 Harley-Davidson edition F-150. Somehow, that is a, an enduring brand, and I love it. And I hope to God one day I can own a used one, because I, I don't want to buy a new one. That's so much money for one of those. I just want... A used one, I'm willing to spend upwards of $1,500 on it. So, listeners, if you got an F-150, that's a Harley-Davidson edition, and you're willing to part for it for a song, hit me up at pureboyspod at gmail.com and let's make a deal happen. That's got to be some song, because I don't know if you could get, like, a 90s truck for $1,500 nowadays. Hey, man, you love Like a Rock, I love Like a Rock. Maybe the maybe the owner of this truck will like it too. I love like a virgin. I I don't know about <laughs> these rocks. I'm more about virgins. 
I, I mean, put that on your tombstone. I love like a virgin. That's a very sad <laughs> thing, very self-deprecating thing to say about yourself. People will get it though. Like they know. Like uh, obviously, I'm gonna have something about Red Lobster biscuits, and then uh, I love. I like. I like. I love a virgin. I don't know. What I love like a virgin. Man. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. What do you got to say about Red Lobster biscuits? I love them. I uh, <laughs> I told my wife I want Red Lobster biscuits shoved into my mouth uh, for my last breath. <laughs> I want my last breath to be choked out by Red Lobster Biscuits, yeah. blocking it so it can't get out, and then you live forever. It's the easiest decision I've ever made in my entire life. That is the last taste I want in my mouth. Butter and salt. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I I love the idea of you being a villain on Sons of Thunder, and then after you're killed by Big Dumb Bunny, he puts two uh, Red Lobster Biscuits over your eyes. He goes, that's for the ferryman. And I'm getting right into heaven. You mean, I mean, butter, a little bit of parsley. Oh, my God. You see, you're going to get to heaven with, like, half of a red lobster bun, though. Like, you'll have yeah. eaten most. You'll get there, and you're eating the last one, and God's like, hey, 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 no sharing's caring, my man. You're like, sorry, buddy, I ate both of them. Send me to hell, I guess, whatever. How long do you think it takes to get to heaven? Uh, I don't know. I guess it depends on how long the queue is. Yeah. Yeah, like, if you have to Population's wait. Population's up. Exactly. That's the thing. We've got a lot of people on this planet and uh, you know, a lot of people dying every day. So you're going to be in line for a little bit. God, I, if I died and I went to heaven and there was a line to get in, I would go, oh, I've gone to hell. Oh, that's I've literally gone to hell. Oh, no, this is a terrible start. Yeah, it'd be weird if you got right into hell, but it took time to get into heaven. <laughs> See, that's where the devil's cool because you're just like, nah, no line to get into hell. Just open door. We don't check. We're not checking you in. It's not like a fancy club. You can just head right into hell, no problem. Seems like I want to go to hell. Hey, the, the every day I live on this earth, I think about how dope hell would be. <laughs> every day I think about that. <laughs> how could you not? There's got to be a bunch of, like, you know, naughty fruits. I mean, what we live for <laughs> is naughty, <laughs> naughty things. That's true. We're a bunch of naughty boys. I have a feeling that, like... If if hell exists, which obviously it doesn't, what a what an outrageous concept. Uh, but like if hell exists, then that's where I mean this is not groundbreaking stuff I'm about to say, but that's where all the cool people are. Like hell is hell is the awesome place. That's where people go and they listen to rap music and they dab and they just like they drink and they smoke weed and they have a great time and it's fun. And it's there's none of the rules of heaven. It's just like a cool party zone. It's hot. God tried to initiate some coolness into heaven and tried to get some dabbing in there, but it probably just didn't work. Well, and, like, God rolled up to everyone in heaven and, like, turned a chair backwards and turned his hat backwards and was like, Hey, uh, what up? Let's yeet our way through this uh, heaven, this afterlife we've got. And everyone's like, God, this is, you're embarrassing yourself right now, bro. Like, reel <laughs> it in. What are you doing? Yeah, and he should know how to be cool, but he's just awkward with it. He doesn't know how to function without rules. Exactly. He's tripping over his words. He's using outdated slang. He just He's just, like, weirdly behind the times. And you're like, you shouldn't mm -hmm. be. He is the time. 
He is the time. He experiences time instantly. So maybe he's using future slang that we haven't even thought of yet, and people just can't understand him. He has trouble narrowing in what at what time we are so he knows what slang to use. He just He's calling things like, I don't know, green pants. And he's like, ah, oh, hey, what's up? Look at all look at me. You know, I got my green pants. And people are like, we don't know what that means, God. And he's like, well, 2032, you'll get it. You'll love it if you die then. <laughs> if you die then. Yeah, if you die then. If you, all right? If you. <laughs> what do you think of uh, the beautiful rancher and his child uh, that are holding down the Mexican border? I thought that I thought that rancher turned to like turned to love his son pretty quickly. He got well. I mean, stuff happens to him, and then just instantly, he's just like, "I love my son so much." When before he was like, "I kind of hate my son, and I don't really, I don't connect with him, even though my whole family abandoned me except for him." His wife and his kids all abandon him yeah. because it's a little tough down uh, there, and. People are trying to kill him and take over his land and kidnap him and stuff like that. Who cares? Uh, he's the one that stayed. He's uh, there taking your brunt, and he's just crapping on him the whole episode. I bet that his wife and some of his kids moved to California. I bet that's where they fled <laughs> yeah. to. And they were like, we're sick of this, like, r- our red state dad. We got to get out of here and move to a blue state. And he was just like, y'all don't understand. If you keep fleeing north... The southern border is going to catch up with you. That's a real thing he says. That is north to a Texan is California. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, well, anything... Like, Mexico is south. Everything that's not Texas is north. Exactly. She probably married some hippy-dippy loser, like a teacher or something that wants to, like, raise kids. Who, like, wears a bike helmet and rollerblades to work. That'd be fun. Maybe I should rollerblade to work. I don't think you should. Knowing this city and knowing where you live, I don't think you'd survive. I don't think you'd make it to work. Yeah, and I'd talk about it all the time and tell everybody how I rollerblade mm-hmm. to work and how invigorating it is. And they go, we know we can smell your feet from here. We know. We can smell <laughs> them. They've been in your rollerblades for hours. They smell terrible. That's how a man's supposed to smell. <laughs> Yeah, I had someone at my job offer to, like, clean my shoes because, like, well, I don't want to get the specifics of my job, but, like, they were just, like, there's an element of my job that could get on the bottom of the shoe and track around, and uh, and I noticed that today. I was like, oh, I got to make sure to wipe my shoes after my shift, and someone was like, oh, I'll just, like, I can wash your shoes for you, and I was like, I don't want you anywhere near my shoes. Like, you don't, you don't want to be anywhere near my shoes. I know how my feet smell. I don't want other people to find out. That's my shame. Yeah, offering to clean somebody else's shoes is a real double-edged sto- sword. Like, it, it seems like you're kind of crapping on that person a bit. Yeah, for real. But it's also just like, imagine washing someone's feet, you know? Just, you know, what kind of loser would offer to wash someone's feet? That's real talk. That's not a bit. I'm being serious right now. Yeah, you uh, ask somebody if they need their feet washed in this uh, show, and you're going to get blown away. Oh, yeah, yeah, by the Mexican cartel. Or maybe they're Mexican cops? I, 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 I'm not clear on who anybody is in this episode. The problem is, with the whole situation uh, down south, <laughs> is that the cartel is the police. The police <sighs> are the cartel. What? There's a mishmash. Well, that sounds cool. I like a good mashup. Yeah, so you don't know whether the bad guys are good or the good guys are bad, which is good storytelling. 
great storytelling. Absolutely, you know. And and so the story of this episode is that big dumb bunny biker goes to ends up working on a ranch for a couple of days, and on that ranch they like hunt immigrants. <laughs> Like that's like the dad's yeah. like go out and hunt some immigrants. Don't kill them, bring them back alive. But kill them if you have to, bring them back alive. And I went, I could probably guess why your wife left you. The way you talk about yeah. like you, you you say those people a lot. Yeah, the big dumb bunny and the son go out on a you know uh, a side legal find. I guess. I guess. I mean, you know, stand your ground law. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> They're on your land. And they come across a lady that is being pursued by the Mexican cartel slash police. Uh-huh, yeah. And they get into a shoot. I, I really thought Big Dumb Bunny would be better with a gun. I think he was intentionally missing his shots. Because he said he doesn't want to kill anybody. and But he did serve his country, so he's definitely got blood on his hands. But I'd love if we find uh -huh. out that he was like a mechanic in like Fort Lauderdale. Like never went overseas. Just like, yeah, I'll fix some some tra some you know tractors when they came in. That's what I did. So thank you for your service. We love you. You're a hero. Yeah, that's why he got so big. Is because he was just kind of sitting around doing nothing all day. He's got a hell of a punch, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, he's got a lot of weight behind it. <laughs> but they they find this woman and they she's being pursued by yeah she's 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 speaking Spanish. It's not subtitled, so I'm not sure what her deal like. Their cartel or her dad is cartel or she says like mi papi es estui cartel and I'm like I don't know <laughs> no es bueno I don't know what that means <laughs> so you gotta speak it in English because <laughs> I'm not picking up what you're throwing down everybody else knows what she's talking about kind of but uh, me as a dumb Haitian I I have no idea what you're talking about and I love that like she doesn't really speak English but like everyone else from Mexico does according to this show yeah. like all the cartel or cops or whatever they are like hey man what's going on how you doing we you got something that belongs to us you're like okay well <laughs> you guys have no trouble communicating I guess and it seems like she does kind of know English like she'll throw in an English sentence or like a thank you very much or... <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's broken it's broken apart a little bit and uh that had me a little bit confused yeah what what had me really confused is that so they take this girl back to the ranch and then the cartel like follows them to the ranch and they have like a tense moment where the people like the characters are in a, in a garage and the cartel's outside and they're like hey send the girl out we're just going to take her we're going to leave you alone and the biker's like I'll I'll handle this and he walks outside and is immediately shot like just like it's the second he walks outside he's like hey everybody and they just shoot him <laughs> like immediately and I went oh all right on to Sons of Thunder Redemption I guess well, they try to stop him, and he just looks at him and goes, is it foolish if God's on my side? Yeah, I And guess. then gets shot immediately. Shot immediately, without hesitation. That guy just like, hello, and then just points a gun at him and shoots him. And then, like, not, there's, like, I thought for sure he was going to, like, pull his Bible out of his pocket or something and be like, oh, it stopped the bullet. But no, it just goes right through him. <laughs> like, he just gets legitimately mm -hmm. shot. So, no, thank thank you, God, for making this Mexican gangster's aim bad, I guess. Not bad enough to miss me, but bad enough to not kill me. So, good. It, it's kind of nice to see the bad guys just, like, no, and then yeah. shoot a person. Because that's what they would do in real life. I mean, they shoot the rancher right after that when he's like, 
hey, don't shoot no, us. Let's... The rancher shoots first. The rancher runs out and starts shooting the cartel members and doesn't shoot the cartel member who's right in front of him with a gun yeah, that's right. still hot that's... from shooting his friend. But he does get shot, uh-huh. which is what I love. But not killed. But... Just shot. No. Just shot. I do love when he's like... Because the dad has a moment of crisis where he's like, we should just send the girl out and then they'll leave us alone. And his son's like, dad, don't be a coward. And his dad goes, I'm not a coward. You know, That's a pretty cowardly thing to say. Like, if you have to insist that you're not a coward, sounds like you're kind of a coward. I ain't no coward. I just want to, I just don't want to deal with this woman and her, whatever trouble she's in. I just want to send this woman to her certain death. That's all. I'm not a coward. I would probably send the woman to certain death. I mean, it's my <laughs> ranch we're talking about here. Well, but is it foolish to do that if God is on your side? Nothing ever is. Uh, God's got your back whether you win or lose or die or live. Exactly. If you die, then, hey, first in line. Well, probably not first in yeah. line. It was kind of late in the day. Other people had probably died that day. So, like, 4,000th in line. Not too bad. Which is something I learned from the Pendragon, so I'm... I just thank God that I watched that before this, or else I probably wouldn't have got this show. Of course. God is good, my man. Everybody knows that. So then, like, after everyone gets shot, and then, like, the big dumb bunny man punches out the cartel leader, then the Mexicans are just gone? (laughs) Like, they just, like, go, well, we'll just leave them alone, I guess. Goodbye. Were all of them shot and killed? I don't know, because that's, like, yeah, get, if they did just kill all those people, well, then that's not good. Those were cops. Those were Mexican cops. If if the if the American, I was going to say if the real cops, if the Mexican, if the American cops show up, <laughs> if a U.S. marshal shows up, and the Mexicans are like, hey, we're, like, cops from Mexico, and these people shot at us. We're trying to get this woman back across the border, and these people shot at us. Well, you're all going to jail then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there should be a little bit more repercussions or the cartel is going to come back and just murder these people murder them all yeah it's exactly what i was thinking the bunny because at the end when the bunny leaves uh and we should definitely just refer to him as the bunny from now on (laughs) oh yeah but when the biker bunny leaves the dad's like hey you've always got a home here you got family here now son like you can you can come back anytime and i would love it if like the biker comes back in like the seventh episode and the farm the ranch is just burned down and like the dad and his son have been like crucified and and burnt like they've just been killed horribly while he was gone all because of him like they're they're just strung up maybe he visits like each family that he saves and they're all just dead <laughs> Yeah, he just leaves a wake of death because he just escalates problems and then goes, well, that's solved. Bye-bye, everybody. And they go, no, 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 this will persist forever now. We're never getting out from under the thumb of the cartel. It it would be really fun for a show like this to have some, like, real comeuppance because, like, it's just, you know, a single episode narrative and that's the way the show's structured. Mm -hmm. But it'd be really cool if that had some effects (laughs) later down the line. Well, maybe that's what Sons of Thun Redemption is going to be about. Son- yeah. so, did I just call it uh, Sons of Thun? <laughs> that's not anything. Sons of Thunder. Mm, yes, of course. Well, Steve, what did you think of episode one of Sons of Thunder, Mikasa e Sukasa? For the first time in uh, Midweek Freak Treat history, wow. I'm excited, truly excited for the next episode and I'm looking forward to watching this series and see where it takes us. 
You know, honestly, nope. I'm I'm kind of with you. Yeah, I uh, yep. I'm excited for it too. I um. I, I'm looking forward to seeing when we lose that excitement, how quickly that's going to drop off, whether it'll be episode two or episode seven or maybe the final episode, episode eight. I guess we'll see. But it will drop off at some point. There's no way this show can sustain this excitement for this for that long. The thing with Pure Flix is that next episode could be like everything we expected from this show, and it could be absolute garbage. It could just take us right out of it. The bag, the mic thing, the woman thing could all just be gone in the next episode. That's true. Or just resolved. Like, ah, oh, then, nah, nah, yeah. nah, nah. I guess we'll have to, I guess we'll have to wait. Nah, 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 nah. That's David Air White in the, in the meeting room about the show. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I'm so I hope ex- they use the same send off for every episode. Which is? Well, I thought we could say it together, but use we instead of I. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, sure, I'm down with that. Okay, here we go. Until next week, we, we are am a son of, of thunder. thunder. And this is our story. Oh, I didn't write all that down. <laughs> Sons of Thunder. <laughs> Sons of Thunder. Ah!